Good evening, gents and germs. Welcome to another Goblins Gaming Podcast. Tonight we're playing Bannerman Hall. It's been a while. We took a week off. But if you're listening in the past or in the future, we want to talk to you. <laughs> anyway, um, we were just making note before we started that this is session 11 of this campaign, and we're still level one. That's got to be a record. Huzzah! We're, we're rocking this thing. We are that lame. We're blazing <laughs> through. At this pace, at this pace, we'll all be uh, in AARP by the time we finish this campaign. <laughs> Some of us or by level 10 AARP. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I'm still young, so I just assume you, you know, everybody else is too. Yes. Uh, anyway, we are, we finally made it, uh, to, to our, uh, location. We're staying in an inn here and getting ready to explore what will be our new home. I am playing Corso Vas, the blonde, uh, aristocratic, uh, fighter man. Who likes his horses way too much. And that was more innocent than than Brandon's face indicates. Brandon! (laughs) Something inside me is dying right now. I'm just giving it a moment. Yeah, I was wondering when he said he likes his horses too much. Does he like them too much or like them too much? I you know I say let's that. let me just let me just put it this way. I am playing a cavalier character, so my expectation is that at some point I'm going to try to ride a horse down into some sort of cave system or dungeon. I'm gonna try at least once. I'm That's sure Danny's already figured out a way how to one. I'm pretty sure Danny's already figured out a way how to kill off my my critter. But anyway. Alright, Brandon, who are you playing? Hey, I'm playing Quentin Alderman. <laughs> And uh, he's a bookworm that uh, still has yet to figure out um, social graces and is just trying to figure his way out to learn magic without getting crucified along the way. Or turning into a giant two-headed shadow monster. That too. Like, not sure which is like Like a certain halfling that's with our group. Uh, We'll we'll go to him next. Um, PJ, who are you playing? I'm playing James Bondish, a recently reformed two-headed shadow monster who powered uh, like four goblins in one swallow. And let me tell you, they go down a whole lot easier than they come out. Whew, that was rough. So, all right, send you my therapy bills. Just saying. Okay, but we have not one halfling. We have two because you know if you stack them on top of each other, that makes a whole other party member. I thought so, it was just two halflings make a right. Could be that too. But we've got Jesse. Jesse, who are you playing? I am playing um our devishly handsome halfling, Lando, obviously the more handsome of the two. And more uh I don't know, roguish. But uh our little rogue pirate. Uh, <laughs> no, you're a goblin swallowing, you know. Guy that tends to fall out of trees and everything else. Hey, that just happened one time. I fell out of a tree. Once yeah, we enough. We're pressing and ate some goblins. But hey, Once I saved your butt eating those goblins. Even I mean, though, if we're yeah. going for sheer charisma, Jesse's character does have the fancy hat. Uh, and I do have the fancy hat. And fancy my best friend hat. is a dragon. So, top that. I mean, <laughs> I have bagpipes, if that helps. So. That's not gonna I feel like there's a KKK joke in there. <laughs> Best friend's a um, dragon. 
Okay. All right. And Danny trying to keep us roughly on some sort of a semblance of a path. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is already way out there. Um, we were we were actually highly efficient last week. Separate, different campaign, but there were only three of us, and we moved. We moved along. Yes. yes, with only three players, there was much less shenanigans. If I'm passed out, the game goes a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got to say. If you look back in the archives, there is an entire episode where I'm asleep through most of it. I feel like jo- fun of me. John and I kind of kept Alan on topic, and then Matt wasn't there, so it kind of just went along. Yeah, there was, I mean, it was a whole mystery episode, too. There was a lot, a lot of uh, mystery solving being done. It was good. Mm -hmm. But this episode is uh, about these fellas having finally made it to uh, the Midlands. And uh, it's the 7th of Scarplets, early summer. It's uh, Seder's Day. And they're really excited to go check out this Bannerman Hall place that Corso has been telling everybody about for years. Um, yeah, so well, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that's the plan today. Before we start that, though, we do have two characters whose players aren't here. You fellas want to take them with you and or leave them here. And if you want to take them with you, who wants to play them? There's a druid. That's normally Matt's character, Balmir. And there's a monk. Who's a a hoppy fellow? That's Ben's character. I'll play the druid. Are we gonna play the characters? I mean, I figure we're at a good place where we could leave them behind at the end. You you could leave them. It's just up to you if you think you need the extra support hit points. <laughs> if the team <laughs> asks you are... that question, yes, you need them. <laughs> yes, I mean we are super like fragile right now. So, all right. Well, I'll I, I can run Mortimer. All right, cool. Problem solved. Okay, good. You guys right. control of the characters. Matt's going to be really pissed at me. No way. He shouldn't have gone on vacation. I mean, what was he thinking? Well, I'll be on vacation next week, but I should still be able to play for the hotel. <laughs> that's commitment. Are you sure that's wise? Y'all just had to deal with what's going on in the background, so. Push to talk. You got to do push to talk that week. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So everyone is in their little rooms. Uh everybody looks pretty happy. Um actually uh, well, this is fine, but uh oh James, I guess already came out of his room. That's what's going on. All right. <clears throat> so you wake up that morning. Um can you drag yourselves down to the first floor or should I do it? I think we can. Well, once I find the first floor, it's to the south. You know, it's like America, but south. All right. You make your way down the stairs. The stairs are over here. Um, um, I think we I think we kind of talked a little bit about this uh, on the last session uh, because you were all actually able to take a hot bath in the morning where Quentin took like a half warm bath the night before, that kind of thing. It got totally confused by the uh, <laughs> the girl getting lost in the woods. Yeah, by Sildry. Yeah, she uh, she's got a poor sense of direction. She does. Uh, well, um, Rena Rena greets you when you come down. 
uh, if you'll recall, she's the, the owner and uh, runs the bar normally. She has breakfast set out for you fellas at a table over in the um, lower left-hand corner of the of the map. Sounds good to me. You can all have some breakfast. And she tells you uh, the apothecary left something for you, and it's sitting on the table. There's a, a little uh, belt with two potions in it. Ooh. Sitting there. I think she said, uh, she comes over and says, uh, Kilroy told me uh, he heard you were talking about going up to the hall and uh, adventuring around. He thought you might need these. He said there were two healing potions. Well, we're we're very grateful. Uh, this, this is a uh, a princely gift. Hey, he uh, does. You got something brown on your nose there, by the way, Corso. Trying to make friends. This is going to be our home. <laughs> he does. He does things like that sometimes. Um, um, just kind of randomly. All right. Well. Um, who's, I guess we'll hand him over to Quentin. He can, you said it's a belt with two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you can take them off or, or hand them out or he can shove them in the bag of holding, whatever y'all want to do with them. It's fine. He should wear it like a, like a bandolier across his chest to just have the, just as an idea, um, Mortimer is going to be super fast. He could be a pretty useful healing potion dispenser as we go up in level. So like a delivery boy. Yeah. Yeah, but that's relying on Ben to use his actions to get us healing potions. Well, he's not here this time, so. This time, I'm talking about future sessions. He's <laughs> present. All right, well, if somebody wants to grab the... I'll the put them on my sheet and be looking. All right. I'll, I'll do the bandolier thing. All right. Clayton probably thinks it's like merit badges and... He just somehow went up a level <laughs> by doing so. All right. Um, so the the rest of your group, um, your family members, the uh, the dwarves, the uh, uh, Ash Grips, mm-hmm. and the Gildarbs, and and all of them, uh, they all kind of meet you out out front and talk to you and tell you they're going to spend the day setting up. When you go outside. It's fairly overcast today. Um, temperatures in like the low to mid seventies. It's just kind of humid, so it's not too uncomfortable outside. Um, but yeah, what do you fellas want to do? Do you want to head straight to the hall? Do you want to do stuff around here first? Well, I suppose um, before we leave, just kind of ask ask around. Like, does anybody know much about the hall? How to get there? You know, obviously it must be a little dangerous if someone's leaving us healing potions, you know. Just yeah, kind of what can we expect? Yeah, the area is more than like a mile outside of town starts to become kind of dangerous no matter which direction you go. Um, that's just according to everyone you spoke to last night. The uh, the hall is only a... Let's see here on the map so I don't lie to you. It's about uh, it's like four four miles or less north of town. Okay, so it won't take a super long time to get there. No. So, um, yeah, I mean, you could take one of the wagons up there, even if you wanted to, because they're not going to be using them for anything else here in town. And what is it we were going to go to the hall for again? Well, it's ancestral home. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Try to get set up. Have it as a base of operations. All right. Anybody else have anything you want to do before you leave? Um, Quentin wants to see what's left of his uh, family's home. And uh, maybe there's something uh, important to him or memorable to him that may have survived this whole time that he didn't get. There's a couple of books he's looking for. It's it's special books. He doesn't want do to mean, Do you mean like your the home and uh Holbeck Hill? Yeah, that's what we were. We're not there yet. Okay, well, never mind. No, well, yeah, so y'all left there and to travel uh into the Midlands. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we 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 kind of got run out of Holbeck Hill. Uh, yeah, ah! so so, so the Lightbringers so like the half light naked elves are gone, dude. You just got to let them go. Yeah, that, that's what happens when you're not present for a session. Yep. Well, that was that was sessions ago. Yeah, you missed you missed. I think you missed like two in a row, which is that's like a six week gap, basically. <laughs> you missed two sessions, and yeah, well, and we we uh, didn't play once, so that's that's a two month gap. Mm. The way we do this, that's that's what's breaking your brain. Um, but uh. That being said, if you mentioned your dad, uh, he, some people have in town do say he sounds familiar. Uh, okay. Because remember, your dad was an adventurer that came out into the shadow when all that was going on and disappeared 20-something years ago. Well, um, if there's time before leaving, he's, he's probably going to go look and see like, if there's any type of town records about anything mentioning him or that type of thing. Um, yeah, there's probably not, but hold on, let's see. Uh, if not, then at least talk to the town records person who probably at least has heard most of the stuff that's gone on that hasn't been written down. Yeah, so we're, the village... we're in a very small village. Yeah, the village is like 30 people, 30 or 40 people. Okay. Yeah, we've, we've uh, almost doubled their... All right, let's go this way. Quentin's not even going to think about anything, and he's just going to leave with everybody. Let's go with that. <laughs> Well, no, it's not your fault. You just don't know <laughs> the setting, right? Like, so right. we, we came upon this very small village, right, on our way to Corso's lands, right? And okay. there, this is where we stopped. Yeah. There's so... a whole bunch of goblin fighting going on. There's still goblins around in the area. Um, they're the blue ones or something? I don't know. Blue... Yeah, blue, blue spear. Yeah. Blue spear goblins um, are kind of following us, chasing us, et cetera. Yes. Uh, so, but the the lady that runs the bar does tell you, um, Quentin, that you want to speak with Petkin. He is a male elf that lives uh, here in town. Okay. He's kind of the uh, the town history slash lore keeper kind of person. Uh, okay. When you when you have a minute, it's P E. Uh, P-E-T-K-I-N, I believe. Yep. So he would be the person to speak to. <clears throat> all right, so you're all going to hop in a wagon and, and head out to your, your family members, etc., to uh, start setting up shop? Um, I mean, if they want to ride in a wagon, they can. I'm going to probably ride on my horse. Oh, that's true. 
Yeah, the rest of them, I guess, they look like they're going to take a wagon to me. Yeah, wagon. All right. Um, so the Ash Grip family has like already the town folk have already like welcomed them with open arms and have uh, started helping them unpack their stuff right next to the forge. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, they're like, yes. Yeah, because uh, I think I, I told you last time, everybody in town just kind of tries their best when they need to make horseshoes or anything. Uh, no one's really trained, so uh, they're excited to have someone who actually knows what they're doing. So does that mean he's a shoe-in for the job? Mm. Yeah, did you have inspiration that I can tell you? <laughs> uh, no. I do, actually. <laughs> I mean, personally, I actually kind of liked that one. That one wasn't too bad. Thank <laughs> you, John. I appreciate it. The problem is... it doesn't cause pain, doesn't mean it's not too bad. Yeah, and and if you give him if you give him any incentive to keep going at all, it just it, it spirals out of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more like a tailspin. Mm-hmm. But I kind of continue even without the encouragement, so it's it's kind of a lose lose. Yeah. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to the map. You fellas can head. <laughs> so you know, you have to head north uh, from town uh, to get to Batterman Hall. Um. Let's see. It's not that long of a trip, so uh, everyone just make me perception checks as you make your way there. Let's see. We got a 5, a 17, a 6, and 14. 14. My Discord's acting up weird. I, I can't see you guys. I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah, your your camera went away there. For, I mean, your video went away there for a minute. Druid in a wisdom of all right. Well, I'm going to log out and log and back in, but I won't get off of roll twenty. So, who's playing a druid? Oh, the uh, second Matt, one is Matt. uh, Matt's. I was like, he has a druid with an 18 wisdom, but does not have proficiency in perfe- perception. Mm. Okay, I mean, I mean, he might have thought the plus four or five is going to be enough. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, it doesn't take you very long to get there at all. Just, uh, you know, uh, half an hour, maybe an hour, somewhere somewhere in that range. Uh, it's a pleasant trip north on the road. As you approach the area where the hall is, um, it, become, it becomes almost darker and more cloudy. <clears throat> and uh, that last mile, it actually starts to feel cooler. Mm. Uh, the the hall itself is up on a hill, and to call it a hall at this point would be generous because it's uh, it's a stone outline of a building and one small one tower that's still partially intact that goes up about twenty feet, uh, and it's mostly overgrown. It's kind of kind of what you see as you uh, as you approach. Corso does his best to uh, hide his. Uh... Disappointment. <laughs> That's fair. I just come up and give him a pat on the back. Be like, it's okay, man. It's all right. Well, you know, got to start somewhere. We can only go up from here. A fixer-upper. Right. I'm, I'm moving you over to the map. It is so dark that if you don't have dark vision, someone's going to have to light a torch. That's how dark it wow. is here. As you approach the... Uh... The hall itself. I have a hooded lantern. I want to light my hooded lantern. 
Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see what the light is for a lantern. It's uh, 30 and 30. Okay. So we'll do that. So this darkness, though, does it, I guess it seems like um, some kind of strange effect. I mean, because it's still like early in the day, right? Yeah, it's about uh, 10, 1030 a.m., but it is very cloudy and kind of dark outside to begin with, but it's it's like foggy and darker here uh, mm -hmm. and colder as well. All right, there's the light from uh, um, James's tor uh, lantern, rather, there. Well, that helps. So as you approach, you can see, uh, you can see where the, the front entrance used to be. Um, there's still a couple of like statues that are partially overgrown here. Uh, you can see part of the old stone floor is kind of overgrown with grass and such. Um, you can see there's these, these areas that are just like covered in some kind of black something or another uh, as you approach as well. It's strange. Okay. I tell James, bring the lantern up here. I want to check out this statue. Alrighty. <clears throat> Yeah, so the statue on the right, <clears throat> right hand side of the hall looks like it's the statue of a mage holding a staff. He's got a a beard and looks all wise and statuesque standing there. On um, on the left, <laughs> he looks the rather magical. Right on the left hand side is a uh, another statue of a female warrior with a sword and a shield. Mm. It's also also mostly covered up with uh, growth and such. So from the old stories my grandpa told, do I know anything about a a, a male mage or a female warrior? Who apparently I mean, has I, Bush. According, so, like, according to my notes, I mean, I, I only know about, like, Kulid. Yeah, you, it, it kind of gets confused when he talks to you about it. It's like there were, like, Bannerman Hall was, like, uh, your family lived here, but there were some other powerful adventuring families that also helped run run the hall and keep the okay. area safe. So if they were all bannermen or something, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, so, so the you know the statues could be members of your family, or they could be members of some other family. You're not 100 percent certain. All right. What about the banner women and the banner children? Well, I don't know. This, this probably got sent with the banner puns uh, to uh, live somewhere else. <laughs> All right. So, so you said we see these little black spots here. Um, yeah, I think you should go what, check those out, Corso. What does that? What does that look like? Or Balmier should do it. That would be good. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go take a closer look if you'd like. That's fine. All right, Balmier. Let's do this. Famous last words. Well, who's controlling Balmere? He's confident. I think it's, I think it's Brandon, right? I would go to the one over here first because we're closer to it. I was just trying to move him up there so I can see. Um, yeah, it looks uh, when you get when he gets close, he says, "This looks like some kind of like slick goo of some sort, non-appetizing." Kind of like the shadow stuff. 
No, it looks different than that. Uh, when he says that, uh, <clears throat> Quentin and Lando both give me perception checks. It's, I think it's cute you want Quentin to do a perception check. 21. <laughs> yeah, a 10 from Quentin. Uh, Actually, that's I, pretty damn good for Quentin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't you don't notice anything, Lando. I mean, uh, Quentin, rather. But Lando, uh, the statue you're standing behind giggles. Or standing in front of, I should say, giggles. The one that I was hiding behind? Yeah, this, this one you're hiding next to giggles at you. The, the woman me? you're hiding behind. Well, I mean, you hear you hear it giggle, so you just maybe you assume it's giggling at you, or maybe you don't. It's definitely giggling, one way or the other. Clearly, my attempts to hide are not going very well. Maybe you should poke it, see what happens. Hmm. Poke it and see what happens. That is what you said. <laughs> mm, <no. laughs> I guess I'll look at the statue and ask it what's what's so funny. Um, all right, when you say that, a hole uh, in the air opens up uh, right here to your right. And a small purplish hand uh, comes out of it and squishes your nose. <laughs> <laughs> and it giggles, and the statue giggles again. Uh, at that point, uh, Corso or, or Balmir uh, sees uh, uh, a figure kind of walks out of the mist over here and uh, starts staring at Balmir. Let me see if I have a handout for this thing. Let's see. Uh, I don't think I do. Here's what I'll do. I'll. Uh, share it on uh, discord so is the giggling and stuff that's going on over by lando is that loud enough for us to hear over where we are or uh, it is not very loud so unless he says something to you although you can all make a perception check when the hole opens and he gets his nose tweaked all right i only rolled an eight but mortimer rolled a 17 <clears throat> Oh wow, this guy looks really handsome. Yeah, it's got a it's got a giant purple head with like some crazy looking teeth, some kind of yellow glinting eyes, and then a small purplish, somewhat fuzzy body. Ooh. You man. did a handout, you said? It's I, I threw it on the Bannerman Banner. Hall channel. Yeah, on the Batterman Hall channel. So it's purple headed and kind of fuzzy? Hmm. Interesting. I think it's really sad that Quentin rolls his result is one, and that's not him actually rolling a one. <laughs> it is worse if he rolls a natural one. Yeah, yeah, he can get a zero. Well, I uh, kind of wave at the little guy that just kind of came up out of the the mist. Hey, how's it going? Let's see here. Um, it says uh, something. Let me see if any of you speak any languages that might be able to understand it. Uh, I don't think so. Maybe Mortimer does. He'd be the only one to have a chance, probably. For some reason, Mortimer speaks Dwarvish. 
<laughs> nice. All right. He's a sylvan creature that speaks dwarvish. All right. Uh, looks like nobody speaks that language. So uh, I think he, he says, speaks dwarvish because wasn't he raised by that dwarven druid? Well, uh, he, <laughs> well, that druid that some people think is a druid, some people think she's a halfling, some people think she's an elf. Oh, yeah, yeah that's her. He he probably he thinks she's some kind of a fey creature. So, um, all right, um. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it says something and shakes its fist at Balmir. And uh, here we go. I'm going to let you guys decide what you're going to do in initiative order. So let's just roll initiative. Balmir like, raises his hands and steps back. But he doesn't really get a chance to. He just thinks he's going to. I'm going to... I'm to get to like, re-roll initiative, or do I always get advantage? Yeah. It really sucks that uh, I'm rolling for Matt tonight. Molly sucks for Matt. (laughs) All right. Has everybody rolled? One, two, three, Mm -hmm. four. Uh, Somebody. Yeah, hold on. I, I rolled it, but for whatever reason... You have to click on your token first. Well, well I did. I don't know what's... Oh. Oh, there's, there's Lando. That's roll 20 is acting up. Give me a second. I can roll it for you if you want. You did that, did that work? Through. Good. All right, yeah. Roll 20 just wigged out there for a second. That's possible. Okay. <clears throat> um... Let's see here. It looks like Core, you're going first. All right. Um, I'll step forward, um, and um, I have my my shield uh, in in on my arm, ready to go. Uh, but I don't have a weapon drawn yet, and I just say to the creature, "I say, what right have you to be here?" All right. It uh, is still shaking its fist as of right now. Like when when you say that, it it puffs out its chest and puts its hands on its hips and then shakes its fist again and points away. And no one understands the language that he's speaking. No, none of you understand it. Uh, let's see. Anybody know anything besides common halfling? Elven or Dwarven? I know Giant. I look at Balmir here. Has, uh, nothing fair. Quentin has Draconic, Elvish, Goblin. But Balmir has Dwarvish, Druidic, Common. You, you understand some of the words sound kind of similar to Elven to you, but it's definitely not Elven. Any type of connection I can make is understanding like every other word or something. Yeah, just but I mean, from body language, you think he's irritated with you guys. That's about it. And uh, Balmir raises hands and back away from the uh, statue. Uh, yeah, on his on his turn, he can. Okay. Uh, core so is that it for core? 
Yeah. Now, what's Mortimer going to do? Um, Mortimer's just going to move up here with his friends <laughs> and um, for try once, to not look. attack. Yeah, well, yeah, not attack, but he wants to look and see if there's any more of these creatures around. I think he can only see one in the light there, but. All right, he can make a perception check. Mm-mm. All right. An 18. Um, he does see, I think, another one over here. Um, you see one that's like uh, way up to the northeast up here. Can you see that? Yep. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right, Lando. Hmm. I'm going to hold my initiative. All right. Or any any particular trigger? Um, if attacked, I'll uh, draw both my weapons. All right. That hole is still in the air right here next to you. The one that something reached through and squeezed my nose. Yeah. yeah. Is it like how high off the ground, or is it like just eye level with him? No, it's about uh, it's, yeah, it's it's basically eye level. Yeah, the <laughs> center of it. All right. Uh, uh, Quentin. Um, Quentin's going to do his normal thing and see if he can try to figure out like what these... Uh, he's going to pick up basically on the cue of um, everyone else to uh, try to act as cool as possible, which Quentin can do, but he can at least not talk. Um, He's going to try to look through his books and like, or his, at least his memory of anything to see if he can connect anything to what these things might be, even if it's down to something nature-based or undead or whatever. Definitely Faye. Um, give me a, let's see. History? Um, you give me a nature check, probably be the closest thing. Okay. Never mind. Five, yeah, yeah. Quentin actually has no idea what's going on. (laughs) He's looking at a frog (laughs) in the bush. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. With that, this guy standing standing, while he's like ten feet away, fifteen feet away from Balmir. He uh uh he gets tired of shaking his fist, and a uh, um a hole pops up just to the left of Balmir right here. And he and another one pops up uh, right next to right next to him, like a matching one. He puts his fist through, he puts the fist through, just like punches straight out to his right, the hole next to him, and it it's uh the his fist comes out of the other one right next to Balmir and he tries to hit him in the noggin. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's an eleven to hit, but it's, it's zero damage even if he does hit. Yeah. It... Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. A little smack on the head. Well, actually, no. Balmir's armor class is eleven, so he does hit. All right, so it (laughs) it hits him and like scuffs his ear. Are you Are you sure? Like, how could it be that low? That is what his armor class says on his character sheet. (laughs) Yeah, he must not have his stuff ticked. Now he's wearing uh, leather armor and has a zero dex mod. 
Solid. Stacy. Uh, he does see. have a 15 oh. constitution. Yeah he, does not, yeah, he does have 15 constitution. That's true. All right, so he's got the second most hit points in the group. All right, so Balmir gets slapped. Yep. <clears throat> All right, and uh, it seems to think that it's proven its point with that pretty well. Uh, all right, and then James. I would like to set my hooded lantern down where I'm standing and stealthily move over to the bushes here. So, do I need to do a stealth check? You're gonna put it, set it down right where you're standing? Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna like very nonchalantly set it down and just try to ease my way over to the bushes here. Okay, sure. You can do that. Leave the lantern there. Kind of thing. Why why can I not select my own character? Uh, now try it. There we go. Okay. The lantern the lantern was on top of you. There we go. And I'm just gonna like hide right there for now. Alright. When you get over there, you get punched to the back of the head. There's a rustle in the bush in between you and Quentin. And uh something tries to wallop you. Okay. Hey, a 14 to hit. Well, that definitely hits. You take two damage as it uh, cracks you in the back of the head. And you hear you hear whatever it is that's right here holler out and whatever that language it is angrily at you. Apparently, you disturbed its hiding place. Oh, can I do like a perception check to see what's happening? Uh, you see it after it whacks you. It's it's standing right there. Oh, oh, oh geez. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to... Let's see. Cast my cantrip, Mage Hand. See if I can't, uh, like, move him out of the way. Like, push him back or something. Um, you cannot push him back with it because he's more than, like, 10 pounds or whatever. The oh, he is? Oh, shoot. I was thinking he was smaller. Okay. But you can, you can, you kind of, like, shove him back out of your way a little bit. Well, then, uh, I'll do... Instead, is it this one? Yeah, I'll do Vicious Mockery. My cantrip Vicious Mockery on him. All right. Let's see. What do you say to him? You should have a, on your main part of your character sheet, you should have a version of that you can click on to do the actual attack damage and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I, uh... Was just reading the thing to make sure he, I didn't have to understand what he was saying. Oh, I say like a whole colorful sort of things about his mother, about his, you know, father, and whether or not they were actually afraid. And you know, he's ugly. Dang, man, that's rough. All right, wisdom save. Um, he he grabs his heart and goes, <laughs> and it appears to hurt him, although he doesn't know why. Because he didn't understand a word of it. <laughs> All right, uh, is that it for you, James? Um, for now, yes, yes, for now. All right, Balmir. Balmir's gonna finally raise his hands, and uh, he's still gonna be looking a little cross, but he is going to go ahead and uh, kind of back away from the statue and uh and just kind of like nod his head and put his hands down 
uh, and then cry. <laughs> All right. Uh, then at this at that point, the uh, the one up here to the north sees James being mean to an, one of his friends, so it's going to uh, pop a hole in the air right, right above James, and then and try and kick him. Puts a hole in the, in the ground next to it, and a hole right above his head, and just tries to stomp on his head. Oh, jeez! Yeah, it's that for real, dude. Uh, a fourteen for one damage. Uh, connects, I think, with a fourteen. Didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you took a hill right to the top of your head right there. It does not feel good. Mm. And then it's Shakes both of it. One finger at him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is a new round. This one right here that was hiding before is all kinds of angry now. It tries to uh, kick Quentin in the shin. Oh, Danny, why don't I get to take my turn? Uh, you were... Well, so the way it works when, in 5e is if you hold your action, it has to be triggered, and if nothing triggers it... Well, he did attack me. The guy up north did attack me. Yeah. James yeah, well, attack. Trigger. Well, you said you were going to draw your weapons, right? If, if something attacked. Yeah, I was actually going to take my turn at that point. Well, so you can't take your turn, though. You just get an action. Like You just get the action. So you can't yeah. move or bonus action or anything. It's weird. Okay. Well, I wasn't... I didn't know that. Otherwise, I'd have done something different. All right. I at least drew my weapons. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that ready. Okay. All right. So this guy tries to... Uh, kick Quentin in the shin and he accidentally kicks part of the tree and like uh, hurts himself and starts puts his own big toe in his mouth starts sucking on it because you rolled a one <laughs> he's making miserable grumpy groaning noises alright and then <clears throat> at that point Lando uh, that spot that's up next to you another fist comes through it and this thing tries to hit you with a six to hit, so it misses, I assume. That's a miss. All right. And you hear you hear some, uh, what sounds like cursing in a language you don't understand from, now you think it's probably behind the statue. Maybe not really the statue itself. Corso. All right. Uh, Corso says, that's enough of this nonsense. And he stomps up here to this guy and tries to grapple him. All right. Give me an athletics roll. Rolled a 22. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Next roll. Um, I mean, he gets an 11. You managed to grab him, but he's slippery. Like, his whole body feels like it's covered in oil. So you're, like, grabbing him and holding on to him, and he's like, his little limbs are moving and slipping around, but you have a hold of him. All right. And I'll just say, tell your friends to stop attacking us. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let me see here what I can... He's grappled. We'll do that for now. Okay. All right. So you're holding him. 
and it's getting on your clothes too. Like this, that's not just like a feeling. There's definitely oil the same colors and stuff that's on the ground everywhere. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Mortimer. Uh, oh, that's me. Um, I guess uh, Mortimer will, he saw one up here, correct? He disappeared off my screen. Yeah, up to the north, yeah. Okay. So he'll make his way up there and uh, and I guess try to do the same thing. He'll try to grab hold of this guy. All right. Um, and it has to be athletics when you're grappling, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. He only rolled a seven, so... This thing also rolls a seven, so nothing happens. It's just thing. It's very slippery. He's trying to grab a hold of it, and the hands and arms and everything keeps slipping out of his grip. But now his fur is all covered in this slimy oil stuff. Nobody light a match. <clears throat> Lando. All right, I'm going to. Thrust my rapier into that hole the guy keeps trying to punch me out of. Oh. All right. Make a... Uh, oh, you already did it. 21. Get a little kinky in here. It's a, it's a perfect attack, but uh, instead of uh, traveling through the hole, like it's, its fist does, your, your rapier just goes straight through the air and it's like just out there. It's like the... As though the hole were just an illusion almost for you. Oh, okay. I'm going to move around the statue to here. All right. Uh, yeah, when you get over there, uh, you see one of those creatures, its eyes get really big. <laughs> when you come around, come around <laughs> there, it goes, <"Whoa!" laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now, are these things smaller than the halflings? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Whoa. But I mean, not by a lot. Maybe like you know, the halfling is three feet tall. The these things are maybe like two foot eight, two foot ten. Right, is that it for Lando? Uh, no, I'm gonna use um my bonus action to swing my short sword at him. It doesn't get the bonus damage. Nine is gonna miss. Misses and he ducks underneath your blade. You're not used to attacking something shorter than you. <laughs> All right. At that point, Corso, a uh, you hear a, a, a tiny voiced scream. Maybe it's a battle cry. You're not sure. And this little another one of these creatures comes up and just jumps on your back. <laughs> And uh, as he tries to jump, as he jumps onto you, he's covered in that black stuff too, but but it's sticky on him. It's like uh, flypaper almost when he tries to grapple you. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, so he gets a 14 on his grapple check. All right. Um, and then a strength or athletics. Yeah, athletics. I also got a 14. All right, so you managed to keep him off of you, but like 
part of the back of one of his arms is stuck to your cloak or whatever, and he's still just like <laughs> just windmilling both of his fists trying to get a hold of you and screaming. Okay. <laughs> All right. Quentin. Okay. Okay, 5v8. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. So they're right there and there. So is this... Um, are everything, is all those creatures within 20 feet of this spot? Are you going to do, you're going to do sleep? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, that one and that one are, and that one. Yeah, so three of them are. That's about as good as it's going to get. This one over here is 25, but he's grappled by Corso. You know, Quentin is going to um, take a risk here and, uh, He's going to try to use uh, medicine on the one that just hurt itself in front of him. Okay. Um, again, cast a spell to heal him, so I mean, at least try to show some type of uh, act of goodwill. All right, you're still going to come at him with bandages? It's either me... that or a healing potion, and I don't want to waste a healing potion if it doesn't work. <laughs> Give me a persuasion check. Wait, you're trying to heal or... the bogle? I'm trying to help the thing, so they maybe they're not obviously not trying to hurt us. Yeah, they are. They've hurt I me. Mean, one point of damage. Three. Yeah, I've lost three. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's you, dude. You're a pansy. <laughs> I'm a bard. It's pronounced bard. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'll try a persuasion. That's actually not bad for quitting trolls. A 12. All right, give me a medicine check. This is where I'm going to bomb out all the one and then poisoning them. <laughs> a nine. This now roll a one. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't cooperate with you. Like you, you get the bandage, like parsing on his arm, and he, he shakes it off. And like this guy is also sticky. So the bandage just like ends up sticking to his underarm. And he's like pulling at it and it won't come loose. And he starts yelling at you and shaking his fist. <laughs> oh well. Okay, fireball. <laughs> <laughs> You're level one. All right, this one that's uh, being uh, held by you, Corso. He tries to get away. Uh, he's going to make his uh, acrobatics, whatever it is, roll here. Athletics. Oh man! All right, he gets a twenty-four. Oh, see if you can keep a hold on him. Right. Nope, he slips away. <clears throat> he pops out of your hand like a greased pig. And uh, uh, he's going to just retreat back a little bit. And uh, uh, like, like point at you and like uh, he's saying something. You're not sure what he's saying to you. He can tell us something about your mama. Yeah, probably. And he's doing he's doing like this motion and like one of these. And you're like, oh, that that doesn't look nice at all. All right, James. You're in a life or death struggle with this boggle over here. <laughs> it looks like Quentin is try is on its side because he's trying to bandage it up in in his corner over there. Oh, did we lose James? I guess yeah. Oh, he's right. frozen. It was too much for him. 
Yeah, we'll just say you can't decide what to do. Balmir. But if PJ comes back, we'll let him take his turn. What's Balmir going to do, Brandon? Balmir is really not going to be able to do much. Um, he does cure wounds on. Wait a minute, how bad off is PJ? He's not that bad off. Never mind. Uh, he's he's going to go up here and try to help uh, Corso uh, restrain this guy. Uh, this one over here. Or the other one. The one that's trying to uh, stick itself to Corso. Yeah. All right. All right. So well, I need to roll. Uh, it's an athletics check for trying to grapple. Okay. And Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm so okay. sorry, Matt. I really hope he doesn't have to roll a death save while I'm playing this character. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, it ooh. it gets it grapples back and uh, sticks to him with a ten. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so now it's got him grappled. Oh man! Right. I'm just gonna put a, a net on both. Don't of I them. get a plus? Since it was two of us, they're basically they're basically just like uh, stuck together, like two uh, hard candies in some grandma's pocket. You know, they're just like glued to one another. Neither one of them can actually move because they're so stuck to each other. So, Balmir thinks he's actually succeeding in what he wanted to do. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the creature is just like cursing really loudly in his ear, <laughs> whatever language this is. This is kind of like that Jackass episode where they super glue themselves to each other. Feels like it, yeah. All right. James, like, I got him for you. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Looks like my, you were running away on your turn. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, I was trying to come back to the lantern because I, I, I want to... Did you disengage or are you just moving away? Uh, I, I was moving away since he, the this other boggle was really dealing with Quentin and that whole thing. All right. He tries to kick you in the uh, butt when you run away. Okay. I'm sure. uh, he'll hit. Oh my gosh. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and 13. guess what? He drops you. He drops That drops you. me. Yep. He <laughs> kicks it kicks you and you pass right out. Well then I guess I have to stay over here then. So Yeah. He had to have gone you right in the balls. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're you are gagging on him. But, uh, Don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well, that's fantastic. That's oh. your DM's lightning bolt for the game. Yep, yep, it is. Okay, all right. Do I need to yeah. do any death saves or anything at this point, or what? Uh, no, no, not to your next turn. Okay, okay, all right, nice. All right, so that was Balmir. That's the end of the turn. There's a uh, so at this point, uh, everyone uh, up up in, in this direction right here that's that's conscious. So basically, everybody but uh, Lando, uh, you feel like a like a cold air coming in from the northwest, just kind of blows through the fog, and an angry voice uh, cries out, "What is going on here?" They started it. <laughs> <laughs> they start, and as you as you hear that, the boggles all uh, freeze and just uh, where they are, they just kind of pop and uh, turn into like little purple bubbles that, that 
that then pop into multiple bubbles and then all pop and disappear. Oh. Uh, like, uh, it's very strange to behold. And so they all just like, pop, pop. Okay, everyone try to remember what was the last thing we ate. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and something uh, silvery white uh, comes soaring down and lands on the ground about 15 feet from uh, from you, Corso. And when the when the fog stops swirling, you see a dragon with silver scales standing about 15 feet away from you. It's about uh, four and a half, five feet tall at the shoulder, with a little silver hmm. crest going down the middle of its uh, from starting at the middle of its top of its head and going down its back. Uh, I might actually oh. have. Oh my! Hand out for this. Let's see. I could do. Maybe I don't. Oh well. <clears throat> yeah, I don't have one. Oh well. All right. And he stops and lands there and uh, says. What is going on here? And we'll keep going in initiative order for right now, I guess. So, uh, of course, so. All right. So you said he's like to the north of me or the northwest? Because I don't see anything on the map. That's interesting. It's because of the lantern. Yeah, I think the lantern's too far away. Here, I'll put the lantern right here. Does that help? Yeah. Yeah, now I see him. Um, I turned towards him. And uh, so he said that in common. He did, yes. Uh, okay, I address him and I say, uh, my name is Corso Voss and, and this hall once belonged to my family. He, uh, let's see, look at this. So I don't misportray him. Uh, his body, uh, as he's standing there, it's like, uh, it looks longer than the other dragon you guys met. It's like sinuous, almost, uh, it's like cat-like in a way. Uh, he he sniffs the air and laughs and says, there hasn't been a Voss here in forever. That's true. Uh, we left and, and we're living in Holbeck Hill for a time. But we've returned to the Midlands with hopes of uh, of resettling in our ancestral land. Prove it. Uh, I guess I I hold hold up uh, Coolid's war pick, and I say, uh, if you knew the Vases, then you know this weapon. Yeah. All right. When you when you hold that up, he, uh, he steps forward another five feet and says, Ah, my war pick. <laughs> You smell like a boss. He steps another five feet forward. Well, I suppose it's possible. Well, uh, you're a little late. The place has fallen on hard times since your people left. It appears so. This was our first uh, uh, exploration of of the land. We just arrived last night. Hmm. Well, have you... uh, Come with uh, what you need to reclaim the hall? Uh, We believe so. Uh, But if you're living here, um, 
then that might require some negotiations. Oh, I, I always lived above the hall. Do you not remember? Did your people not tell you? They did not. <laughs> he looks offended. Um, uh, all right, the rest of you can move as you want to now, because it's probably been more than six seconds of them talking. Unless, uh, unless yeah, you can all move and act. Oh, I can act. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, make a death save, James. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me to do it. I get advantage on this. That's true, you do. Let's see, make a second roll. Why oh. is the why is the halfling lying in the bush over there? Why did that not give me? Oh well, I'll work. Did you click advantage when you rolled it? I did, but it didn't work. <clears throat> oh, oh. All right, so you stand up with a hit point. Yay! A twenty. Had All right. That's happened twice this campaign, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, uh, Corso uh, says to the creature, and says, well, there was no offense intended. Uh, many things are lost in time. But my family uh, bears you no ill will. Did you well, know my great-great-grandfather? Well, I did give him the pick you're holding. Yes, he well, was—he uh, was my champion on the field, as it were. It—I uh, can feel it still has some of its power. Corso says, well, "I would uh, love to hear more about it." Well, if it's uh, when it's fully awakened, it is quite—it is quite an extremely powerful weapon in, in the field of battle. Now it appears to be mostly asleep. Uh, may I? He like holds out one of his claws. Well, it's been used to scratch someone's ass for the last twenty years. Uh, sure. Um, is he close enough, like where I could reach it out so that he could touch it? Uh, yeah, you have to like step forward. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll step forward and hold it out towards him. Yeah. He he kind of he sniffs it and like and uh, holds it and moves it back and forth in his hands. It's still in good shape, just just asleep. And he hands it back to you. Well, I will uh, do my best to to take care of it in the meantime. Well, uh, like I said, if you if you have everything you need to claim the hall, we could we could begin rebuilding. Uh, well, what would be needed to reclaim? And by the way, we we don't know your name. Oh, oh yes, I forgot you. You've forgotten me. Uh, my name is Balasan Tormir, but uh, you can call me Valus. Valus, yes, yes, Valus, Valus, yes, Valus, yes. Most of the Bannermen did. Are these your new Bannermen? They're my companions. He looks around. Oh, Um, the one with the fancy hat there has met one of my cousins. Yes, Lando, friend of dragons. Nice to meet you. Mm. Tell her I said hello. When you next see her, I shall. Uh, I uh, look over at Quentin, like, introduce yourself. Quentin, uh, he's sitting there, like, sketching out, well, this is best. 
<laughs> of what he's seeing, and he's just like talking to himself, muttering under his breath, and then he recognizes that everyone got quiet, and then looks up and what? What I miss? <laughs> um, I believe you were what? supposed to introduce me, introduce yourself to me. Oh yes, um, uh, Quentin Alderman. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. And sticks out his hand and goes, um, sorry. Um, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. He actually, he actually sort of shakes your hand. It's uh it's an unusual feeling, but uh, fascinating. Goes right back to his book. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, I, I'm newly hatched now. As you can tell I'm fairly small, but uh, once I get larger, I normally spend most of my time in a humanoid form. Well, I, I go to like introduce myself and I'm like, I woozy and I kind of wobble. I'm like, oh, hey, sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm James. <clears throat> Recently, you know, recovering, getting knocked out. But hey, mm. nice to meet you. He chuckles. Yes, the buckles can be quite fearsome. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't even trying to do anything to him. They just, just kind of attacked me while I was trying to hide. So, but oh well. They're very protective of me. They know I've been I've been lonely and, and sad of late. Why? Well, hey, I'm a boy. Can I sing your song to make you feel better? Uh, no, that is okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like start pulling out my bagpipe and I look all sheepish like oh. Well, he, he uh, clears his throat and says, "Well, Corso, um, <clears throat> plant the banner and let's uh, make this official." Uh, I'm afraid we were not able to recover the banner. Uh, oh. You're doing this all out of order. Oh. Um, we were we were uncertain that there was an order. Oh. Well, do you, did you... Did Kool-Aid not write anything down? Do you, you don't understand anything that you're doing here? Did you say Kool-Aid? Apparently not. Kool-Aid. Oh. We uh, we were not aware of a of a procedure that needed to to take place to reclaim the hall. In fact, we did not expect to find it occupied when we got here. Well, I mean, it's not very occupied. I'm only recently hatched and living in the ruins tower. Here, he uh, he uh, stands up on his hind on his hind legs and like is, spreads his wings out about eight feet, ten feet, and waves them around. And it shouldn't make that much of a difference. But the fog and the cloud lifts enough that you can actually see around a lot better. Okay. Uh, um, let's see here. First time I'm gliding. Here it is. Um, Amazing. There we go. There you go. They use their wings to alter the ion currents around them. Disperse the fog. Yeah. <clears throat> Shit. I right, go over there and I like, smack walk. Quentin. Just <laughs> like, be quiet. As you can see, he begins walk, like just kind of walking, walking around the area. Um, oh, and by the way, I pick up my lantern. I, I go back over and pick it up. <laughs> All right. Some of the outer, outer walls are are still in place, but uh, but most everything is gone. Part of the, part of the tower that the wizards would use is here. That's what I'm living in. I nudge Corso. It's like, dude, he wants you to follow him. All right. Well, I kind of <clears throat> follow him, and uh, as we're walking, I ask him about the the black patches. Uh, oh, what is, uh, 
What is this? Oh, yes. Sometimes the boggles exude oil. And most of them are slippery. Sometimes you'll get stuck in one, so I would just avoid them. We'll, we'll be sure to do so. Do the boggles work for you? No, they just they were, were drawn here to and were trying to uh, ease my boredom and loneliness. That's all. Okay. So you mentioned a, a banner that needed to uh, to be planted. Yes, the banner. Uh, you should go and get that post haste. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid uh, our annals don't have anything about a, a banner. I don't know don't anything you... about his annals, but I don't know. Yes, he's... yes, you don't. You don't put them in your annals. Oh my goodness, you've forgotten <laughs> many things. <laughs> oh. Disturbing. No, <laughs> it's a it's a battle standard. You you know you put it up in battle, rally around battle it. around it, fight that sort of thing. We've we've heard of battle standards, but. We were not aware that there was one that Isn't was Isn't your granddad with us or something? He is in town, yeah. Why do you I'm think they called it? All of a sudden we have standards. <laughs> Why do you think they called it Bannerman Hall? Oh, look, up here, uh, since uh, last time I hatched, someone fought a giant and the skeleton is up here. It's very interesting. It's up let's here next go, to the well. Let's go check that out. Well, what do we have here? I'm not sure what kind. I think it might be a forest giant. Can I like investigate? Or, uh, kind of sure. Yeah. Uh, you determine it's dead. A nature check. Maybe it might tell you what kind of giant it was. Not a perception or. No, you can definitely perceive that it's a giant skeleton. Um, history. History might work if you're. Trained in that. I can do that. I'm, I don't have history. I'll do it. Corso has history, but rolled a nine. Damn it. Shit, why am I rolling? Why am I even trying to roll? <laughs> You're having a bad time. I got a seven, a nine, a seven. Anybody else got, got the history? Might as well have everyone else roll it just, just at this. No, I don't, I don't think Mortimer has history or nature. So. I bet Balmir has nature. Lando, the most useful person in the party, rolled an 18. God damn it. <laughs> Lando, Lando, you saw in one of the books that Quentin was reading, you saw you saw one of these skeleton diagrams. That's a Fomorian giant skeleton. Yeah, so that's a Fomorian giant skeleton. Quentin, I saw it in your book. Mm-hmm. While we were in the wagon. <laughs> Book still, motherfucker. <laughs> and still anything. You were reading it. <laughs> Your memory should be better than this. All right. Should hit uh, you with the book. <laughs> he says, Oh, uh uh Vala says, Oh yes, I believe uh, I believe there are some Fomorians living in the mountains to the north, I've heard. That could be bad. But yes, you should go and get the battle standard and uh come back and then you can take true ownership of the hall and begin rebuilding. Yes. It'd be very good for the people in the area. Do we uh, know uh, anything about where the, the banner was taken? Uh, you, it, you should, <laughs> but you don't even it's, remember me. It's just a flag. Like, I mean, we can make one for crying out loud. 
No, it, it is. It is. I'm uh, saying this out of character. <laughs> it's, it's... That'd be funny if you said it in character. That's like even funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have said it in character. Yeah. No, it is in it is in Ru- the uh, island uh, in Rune Lake. It's, okay. You must go there. You must go it there sounds easier to make one. It is a powerful magical artifact. Oh, you didn't say that. You just said a banner. It wouldn't be important if it was just a banner. He has a point there. Yeah. We're new at this. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can go get the magical flag. I mean, you know, I do happen to do things for dragons. We it's like to have fun with flags. Mm-hmm. That's right. Fun with it's flags. In, it's in Rune Lake. It's in one of the islands. There are caverns underneath where... Uh, horrible monsters were once stored. That was many years ago now, though, so I'm sure they're probably gone. I assume you won't be accompanying us on this trip? No, I must stay near the hall. Keep anything else from trying to take it over for you. I mean, because I gotta say, I, I'm pretty excited about mm-hmm. the idea of you flying me there. Oh, I'm not quite large enough for that yet. Are you serious? Uh, Have you seen yes. me? And I only, I only rarely flew anyone anywhere, and, and then it was only one of the vases, and only in dire circumstances. No, I wasn't saying I was going to ride your back. Like you could pick me up and carry me. Why did you fly? Oh no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not much bigger than you, my halfling friend. Your wings are ten feet wide. That's about the same size as you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you feel like he doesn't measure size the same way you do <laughs> y'all heard it I am 10 feet tall <laughs> according to <laughs> my dragon friend here I this just hat. roll my eyes and shake <laughs> this hat I'm telling you alright um, well I look at Quentin I'm like you got all this about the, the lake and the the monsters the caverns we need to try and find there's a lake and monsters and caverns what yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Quentin, you can look at your map and you can see that there is a map. There is a, a, a lake to the west of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take the road, it's about 20 something miles, 24 miles west. And then you have to go north two or three miles to get to the lake. Okay. Uh, it's a pretty big lake, though. So, you're talking about it'll, it's like two miles probably to the island across the water. So that's something you'll have to figure out. All right. Well, of course, I bring that to people's attention with the map. All right. Uh, Corso, while uh, he's looking at the map, I'll I'll walk over and kind of look at the the skeleton of the, the giant, see if there's anything there besides just bones. Um, yeah, you can see, uh, scratches and stuff that looks like, uh, it was attacked. Probably how it was killed. Basically, uh, there were some damaged ribs and and sternum area where it looks like an axe or something caved it in. It was a death blow. And then there's, there's dozens of like old wounds on its legs and forearms and stuff that look like. You can tell the bones had time to heal and everything. Uh, All right. The, the Fomori 
Korean giants are uh, are not as been brought up. Yeah, they're they're bad and they're like misshapen and stuff too. So the uh, the skeleton itself appears to be somewhat misshapen. So when when uh, Quentin finds a picture in his book for you, for you uh, here it is. I'll show it to you. It's not it's not great. It's not great to look at. There you go. Ooh, yeah. Where'd you put it? On on Discord. Oh, they're uh, they're large, disturbing looking. Oh yeah, giants. Yeah. The well, ballast, they're, they're to the north somewhere. You're probably fine. Well, so, uh, anywhere else, I grab a healing potion from Quentin. Is clear. Uh, Bob Merrick and Gret can give you some, uh, yeah, good berries. Good berries, yeah. Oh, then there we go. That'll work. And don't waste a healing potion out of combat. Yeah, yeah. you can um, eat seven okay. of those. Um, Core right. asks Valus, um, you know, uh, do I get? How many do you need? I'm I'm feeling like I I, I am more than half. Like just eat, just eat seven of them. Okay, well, I'm like seven. I'm like ninety percent dead at this point. Yeah, get up to full hit points, and anyone else? I don't think anyone else took damage, did they? Nope, just just the lucky lucky halfling over here. <laughs> So, so Kor asks uh, Valus, um, you know, the, the Vast family's been in exile all these years. Uh, what's been your tale? Uh, well, um, I was uh, slain at the onset of the, of the shadows, and uh, I didn't rehatch until the shadows went away a few years ago. I, I stayed in my egg because I didn't want to become a shadow dr- dragon. Um. Who uh, who was powerful enough to slay you? I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a rude question to ask. Understandable. I just uh, you know if uh, if justice needs to be served. Mm, I I will probably deal with it myself later if I can. Did any, do you happen to bring any foods with you uh, from your your foreign lands that you came from? I. Um, we do. I mean, I've got rations and, and horse feed. Let's say we have a delicacy called ration. Ration. <laughs> hey, you got makes false kind of a face. No, I was hoping, you know, something you came from, you said you were exiled in the east, the far east. And did you bring anything from Exanan, like um, any of their delicacies from there with you? Or... Uh, only thing I've got on my list is I've got a flask. With some with some liquor in it. Well, that might be the delicacy he wants. <laughs> well, I said uh, I, I tell him I have a bit of, of of strong drink here that I'm willing to share. No, no, that's okay. I was uh... sure Quentin got some snacks. <laughs> you know, sitting there you, in front of his books all day. If you had had like maybe some of the the hard cider or something from back there, you know, something something unique to the region, he you feel like he might have been interested in that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we brought any of the cider or anything. He says I like to taste food from food and drink from different places. That's all. Well, we'll uh, uh, 
remember that next time I go through. All right. Uh, so what do y'all want to do? It's only about 11 a.m. Well, we should probably go get this magical imbued banner. Yeah. Um, it, but if it's at the lake, we might need something to cross the lake. We might need to try. And I mean, we, we could just like boat. ride on Lando's head because it's so huge right now. I'm sure it could, you know, float us across. Quite buoyant. <laughs> so full of hot air. I don't know. Do we have anybody that might be uh, good at water vehicles or crafting? Could make us a raft or something? Because if not, I mean, I'm sure they'll. Have, but they might have something at the lake. <laughs> Lando, Lando is a sailor. Of course, all right. Well, <laughs> well, why don't we take the wagon back to town and see if somebody's got a boat that we can? Did borrow. we lose Lando? I think we did. Yeah. All right. So y'all head back to town? Yeah, I think so. We tell Vallis, uh, you know, we wish him well and and uh, hope to have the banner the next time we see him. Yeah. Yes. We'll see Vallis later. I will keep I'll keep the area I'll keep the area safe for you and um I will uh I'm working to rebuild my horde. Most of my things were Rebuild your what now? My horde. Most of my oh. things were taken. Or, but, uh, but once once I get powerful enough, I will attempt to awaken your your weapon for you. That would be uh, that would be greatly appreciated. <clears throat> well, and I will look forward to your return. And uh, he hops into the air and begins uh, flying up to the top of the broken tower over there. All right. When he's gone. I mean, I guess I see the the well there. I just go and peek over the edge, see if I see anything down there. Um, there's some detritus and such, but there appears to still be water at the bottom of it. Okay, well that'll be useful. All oh, right, so I tell the stuff. others, yeah, if we can uh, if we can go get us a a boat, then we can head out and maybe try and find this banner. If that's okay with you all. Sure. Yep. All right. <clears throat> Put you back on the the traveling map. You make the long trek back to town. It takes about another thirty forty minutes. You arrive back at the end just in time for lunch. Ooh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. where we'll we'll quit here, but uh, they are able to tell you in town. Um, that you should speak with um, Vonith is the person you should speak with in town about uh, a boat. He's the woodmaster that uh, does all that sort of, you know, cuts the wood and does all that kind of work in town for everyone. Okay. And he, and he actually lives just west of town. So. All right. You can speak with him if you'd like. Okay, we can do that the next time. And also, if uh, Corso sees his grandfather around anywhere, he's going to ask him about Vallis, if he knew anything about him. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll go through that next time too. But he's like, oh, yeah, I should have. There's a, there's a book. Uh, uh, 
your grandfather, great grandfather left that has all kinds of information like that in it. That was helpful before. Um, yeah, I sold it for paint supplies though. So oh. <laughs> I can give you the gist. All right. Well, I guess we'll <laughs> discuss that with him next time. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He is painting though when you guys get back to town, so we'll we'll talk about that too. All right. <laughs> All right. Well we'll say bye to everyone and bye to Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Craig. <laughs>